are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCBP. All right, welcome to a very big episode. It is our 100th episode. Yeah, man. We made it through through 100. Centennial. What's up? Hey, what do I do? I don't know. <laughs> so, it seems like it's, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> so, as always, we are joined by Tanner. Tanner, what's up, bud? What's going on, dude? How you doing? Not bad. And Noli. Noli, what is up, man? Hi. There we go. Okay. Good. There we go. <laughs> All I got. Yeah. So um, it's actually it's gonna be a, a fun episode. Um, a little bit of hot stock, a little bit of NHL talk, yeah. um, and then we have uh, the person that actually kind of inspired us to do our show. Um, I assume that I mean that's at least for me. I think Molly would agree too. Um, Steve Dangle called in the other day, and so we got to chat with him for a little bit um very funny little, guy. Get to video chat with him for a little yeah. bit video chat blue room and all yeah, yeah. we're in the blue room so be how, pretty, pretty yeah. great how, <laughs> as being a big leaf and dangle fan only how how was that moment for you seeing the blue room pop up it was very exciting because he popped up and he it was just his name and it was like hey are we are we videoing or no and jeremy was like yeah i mean it's up to you man like whatever and he's just like yeah okay and it was just blue and i was like oh yeah it was it was pretty crazy to see, the, to see the room i'm so glad yeah it was so the interview's over it's fine we're good thanks yeah. oh. so there was there was a little bit of a connection issue during the during the interview but that was so frustrating but like it was just like, please fucking work. Yeah. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I was a little, yeah, I was a little on edge with it. And then he, then he bust out one of his classic, like Steve Dangle yell. And I'm just like, oh my God, that was worth it. All right, okay, cool. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that will be, we'll wrap up the episode with that. Um, so as like Tanner said, there was some connection issues. So if you're watching it on YouTube, we're going to post the video. I mean, we don't get the blue room and not post the video. True. So it's going to, it's going to be very edited. So it's, the audio is fine. Yeah, audio is fine. It's, it's just, just gonna. It would look a little bit weird. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so let's let's jump into uh, some Hawks talk. <laughs> nice. There we go. Um, there's not too much. Um, there's just two two things. One little minor thing that I thought was kind of funny. Uh, Coach Carlton finally showing some personality on on Twitter to his whole like 1,000 followers that he had at the time. I don't know yeah. what he's at now. It, that is the most amazing thing to me because I thought it was a fake Twitter account. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, well, it has pictures of him, and he's really only following like some like hockey guys, not even following like his own players. But <laughs> so he posted like, too because he sent it to like a fake Twitter account too. Yeah, so he posted a picture of him in a mustache, missing his front tooth, and he goes, "I think did he? What did he say? I think I'm getting a hang of this or." Or I think it's coming oh, in good. And he tagged the at Q, uh, Coach Q's mustache Twitter account. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was so funny. I fucking love it. <laughs> we, uh, we posted it on from the podcast page onto Reddit. And it didn't get taken down for the first time in a long time. But some of, yeah, some of the people on there were just – they were killing me. And they're like – they're like, yeah, finally, now we got a good coach. Like, they're just the, the power from the mustache and all that kind of stuff. 
It looks and, so dirty. Yeah. And he's just like, one person is like, how sad is it that this guy doesn't even, have, he's not even verified, he doesn't have a thousand followers. Yeah. Like, he looks like a, like in that picture, he looks like a, a like greasy fourth line, like fourth line <laughs> AHL player. That's what he was. I know, but like he doesn't look like a coach. He still looks like that. One guy. person, oh, yeah. one person asked, like, what happened to his tooth? And they're like, probably when he played. And they were like, yeah. he played? <laughs> what? Oh, really? he, he, no, he, he was, was the same draft year as Seabrook. He grew up playing with Seabs. No, I thought he was the no, same draft year. I think they played on the same, like. They, they grew up playing together. They're from yeah. the same oh, okay. area. Yeah, um, they were on that same, uh, I think, U18 team, Team Canada. Oh, maybe. But yeah. he also – so he has, like, 1,974 followers, and he's only following 96. And I don't know. He, like, tweets every once in a while. Like, oh, okay, here's what it is, too. So, like, he tweeted March 14th, and the time before that was March 1st. But that was in 2019. So it was, like a, <laughs> it was a whole year before his second one – and it was just like a response to something. I don't know, but it was, like it's it was hilarious. great seeing his. Yeah, it was great seeing him like show a little bit of personality. And it was just like another time I saw that I was like, oh man, I feel so bad that he got rushed into this position because he would, he's gonna be such a cool like. I think he's gonna be a cool coach. He's gonna be yeah. one of those guys that the players are gonna want to play for. But it's, he just it's didn't have that things. experience. I think that like he would probably do well with like a like a completely young team. Yeah. That like isn't just coming off of a Coach Q experience like and winning three cups within the last ten years. It's like if he was coaching, I don't know, like fuck Arizona or something. Vancouver. Vancouver would be a good one actually, yeah. because of the, all their young guys. Like they don't yeah. have any like super like like core like cup winner like older guys that are like his age like they've got like a bunch of like older guys there but like eh. yeah but they, they like have their future set and like jay beagle like yeah I they mean, don't want them there their veteran defenseman is like tyler myers and like then yeah. like alexander edler and like uh don't they have uh jordy ben too they do have jordy ben yeah yeah but, I mean, like, their older guys are not the ones that are commanding that team. It's literally Elias Patterson, Brock Besser, Bo Horvat, and they're all, like, 25 and younger. And Hughes. Yeah, and Hughes is disgusting. He played one season so far. He looks insane. Yeah, but, yeah a team like that would be, like, great because, like, Colleton's only, like, 34. And so, to hit to them, he's, like, a fucking dad still. It's like <laughs> They're so old. They're yeah, old. yeah, old. Vancouver's <laughs> oldest players are 34. Um, and Edler, uh, Jay Beagle, and Louis Erickson. Oh, yeah, Louis Erickson. Louis Erickson. Yeah, but see, like, that's what I'm saying. It's difficult when you have, like, Seabrook is 34, Keith is, like, 35, yeah. and, like, well, and not only that, like but... Taze and Kane are both, like, 30, 31, and so it's, like, you're all around the same age. Like, it's hard to command those guys, especially since they've won so fucking much. I was going to say they're more accomplished than he ever was. Yeah. yeah. But he's not, like, a terrible coach. Like, no, it's just – you're just – wrong situation i think anybody that was put in that position after coach q yeah they had no shot i mean there was you no really chance. needed somebody with like a like a much Third better pedigree block. yeah yeah like somebody that like has coached like winning teams rather than like somebody that has no nhl experience i don't understand the whole thing around george gallant or like or gerard. gerard yeah gerard, like, gerard gallant yeah he's fucking 
like all of his players always say they love him. Like yeah. every fan base loves him. He does well, and then Manum's just like, "Fuck this dude. He's the worst coach ever." Yeah, yeah we're gonna fire him in the worst possible way. Like I don't understand. I don't. It. I don't get it. Let's replace him with Peter DeBoer. Yeah. <laughs> so what? <laughs> um, or like, hey, I know you're on the road, but like, I'm gonna text you and say we're letting you go. So go get a taxi and get out of town. Like what? Yeah, that. I still don't understand Florida. That one does make zero sense at all. Florida doesn't make any sense at all because they I mean, fired him and then they gave away March or so and Riley Smith <laughs> to Vegas. They yeah. literally gave him Gallant, March or so and Riley Smith. And it's just like, what are you doing? It's like, yeah, okay. I can take those guys. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> if the new, new team president comes in and he cleans house and they, the new guy comes in and wants to bring in his own coach, I wouldn't hate him coming in. No, I, yeah. yeah, I think he that's did that's typically what will probably happen, though. You know, like if that's what is where we're going, is you're gonna get rid of the GM, they're gonna bring in a new GM, and that GM's gonna want to bring in their own guy, like yeah. unless like you do like some sort of internal interview and Carlton like chats with him, and maybe the, he's like, all right, you're still the guy to go forward with this, or they bring in a new head coach and put Carlton as an assistant. Yeah, but would you, gonna, like, I don't know, like, would you I was going to ask, yeah, I was going to ask, would he go, like, you know, Tanner, you love doing that NHL 20, your GM mode, you know. Yeah, yeah. The mode guys. <laughs> do you think he, do you think he that would take that, bro? <laughs> maybe take that step back if it was, like, known that he'd be the guy in waiting that they need, they, like, hey, we, the last guy's fucked up. We, we believe in you, but you need to get that experience. Or do they keep him as the head coach and maybe bring somebody that is a great head coach caliber to be an assistant that maybe doesn't want to take on a full role. Okay. I mean, yeah. If, if you find that guy that doesn't want to be the head coach, but has head coach experience, I don't think that, I mean, that's probably going to be pretty difficult to find be like, well, not really. we want you to kind of coach our head coach and we'll pay you less. We got Mark Crawford already. Well, I mean, also there, there's yeah. a lot of teams that are starting to get multiple, like, no one had coaches. Like, look at Philly. Yeah, yeah Philly's got it. Three head coaches. I mean, like, what about, like, a guy like Guy Boucher? Like, he was a good coach. Mm-hmm. He couldn't really make it as a head coach. I mean, what if you throw him as an assistant coach on the, on the that line? That might not be a bad idea. I like, wish we got, like, Barry Trotz. Yeah. <laughs> you think our team is shitty at defense? Get Barry Trotz. And guess what? We'll yeah. be number one defensive team in hey, the fucking league next know, year. Want to know how good he is at making players defense? Ovechkin won a Stanley Cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing with Trotz, though, is that oh, – I think he would have been just too much of like a, a it just would have been Quinville 2.0. Like they're the same kind of style a little bit. Oh, you don't think so? No, they're not even close. I, well, they're similar in some ways, but like on the ice, they're completely, I feel like they're so different, but like in the locker room, they're very similar. And that's good though, because like, that's the aspect you liked about Q is just the on ice stuff was so consistent over 10 years. Like yeah. everybody caught and realized what he was doing. Like it's not, you can't change that kind of stuff, but like in the locker room, the, if the players are like, "Will die for your coach," like, yeah, yeah, fucking any day of the week. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank. Where is he at right now? Islanders. Islanders. That's right. Fuck. Okay. Yeah, they were a shitty defensive team, and then he came in, and like they had Robin Lehner as well, but they went from like really shitty defense to number one in the league. Where's the first almost? <laughs> yeah. No, they didn't. They won the Jennings Trophy. Yeah. No, I meant, so, like, defensively, like, they almost went from, like, worse. Like, they were almost at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the only downside of that, though, is that Barzell feels like he's getting handicapped. 
with offensive a little bit. And that's like a whole rumor why he's going to sign an offer sheet. Dude, if he signs an offer sheet, that'd be tight. (laughs) (laughs) I I would love to see it. I want one. I want it so bad. Like what? We we were promised that there were going to be so many offer sheets last summer. And then we got bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. In Montreal. That was like almost like there was like, hey, this is what we're going to offer him. You offer to him, we'll match it, just so he thinks like, oh, you know, you got <laughs> a, a good collusion. deal. Yeah. Deal of a contract, man. It was so stupid. Whatever. But, yeah, so good to see Carlton. Hopefully he uh, gets a fair shake when you know, things come back around. But yeah, um, another interesting little thing that got posted today um, or yesterday when you're listening to this, um, Lazarus had a very interesting article post on the athletic. Um, again, we talked about when we had Scott powers on, if you're not subscribed to the athletic, do it. It's worth Amazing it. articles on there. Um, basically he was talking to former GM Mike Smith. And I think the first time why I didn't read it right away is yeah. I thought it was something about Mike Smith, the goalie. And I'm just like, fuck that. Like, Oh, that's why you didn't read it. Yeah. I was really yeah. confused when I saw the headline too. And I was just like, what the fuck is this about? And yeah. then I started reading it. I was like, Oh, okay. This is actually pretty interesting. So Tanner, why don't you go into a little bit? Cause I mean, you, I mean, yeah, it's, it basically goes into uh, how Mike Smith was as a GM and how like, what was it? Bob Polford was yeah. his boss and absolutely fucking hated him. And even though he was doing all this shit right, and it was, he was kind of in the organization and a lot of the guys that were around him were kind of more of like an old school, like boys club. Like they loved like the Canadian kids. Daddy Wirtz, like. Yeah, and like they, I don't know, they just wanted it to be like a, like a Canadian American hockey team, and that's yeah. what it was a lot in the nineties. Hey, the for Europeans, like, hey, the Russians. Yeah, except for like Detroit at that time, and you know they had the most amazing European players at that time. But he was getting he got shat on by Polford, who took over as GM after him um, for his picks of Duncan Keith and Dustin Bufflin, and a lot of disagreement with all the stuff that he was saying or with all the players that he was drafting. And even though his drafts are literally Keith, Seabrook, Crawford, Bufflin, Burrish, like those big ones in 2002 and 2003. And he was mainly the architect behind all of that. And it was part of the article also talks about how Dale Talon is brought up a lot as being a big part of that. And he, he literally says in the article, it was like, yeah, Dale was, um, was a part of our team, but I, he had no say in any of the picks. Yeah, he said he would. He told he told people that he was like, yeah, Dale. Dale likes to talk. Just let him talk. Yeah, just let him talk. (laughs) And I was like, oh shit. And I mean, we all know like a lot of people believe that Dale Talon did like a lot of the stuff, but like he hadn't. It's not like he didn't have a hand in it because he was assistant GM from 2003 to 2005, and then took over the team before Bowman did. Um, Also, Mike Smith was responsible for hiring. Bowman. <laughs> son of a bitch. That so, son of a bitch. But he, I mean, it, it all kind of worked out, and it was really interesting to hear, like, if maybe he wasn't, like, he, he made good calls. He made good draft choices. They, but, 
at the they time, saying, like he was, he was. They were saying like it was so bad, it was so bad. Like he's undersized. Buffalo's too fat. Like they were like the worst draft picks in history are made by him, and yeah. it's Keith and Bufflin, and it's just like. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like 2010 comes around, and he's nowhere to be found because like this an organization has like shunned him because there was such an, a shitty fucking old boys club with Bill Words at the helm, and then this team goes on and becomes absolutely amazing. And part of the article, which was I thought was really cool, is the only other draft other than 2003 to have three All-Stars picked to one team was in 2010 with the Carolina Hurricanes. So that's never been done besides those two. And that was literally his last draft that he did. That's insane. Seabrook, Crawford, and uh, Bufflin were all taking that draft. He was like he was like the first GM. Obviously, like the analytics has changed since he's been around, but he was like the first – gm to really like come in and say hey this is what you need to be looking at you know yeah. these this parts of the game not just your typical you know always oh, from canada he's from usa kind of thing yeah like, he was so embracing like the advanced stats like before everybody started getting more into it and like that's what part really of the reason it. he was yeah he was that's part of the reason he was getting shunned by everybody in his organization is because they all still want to do it the old boys way like old school and just be like that he's a six foot six canadian boy like we can park him in front of that and he can fucking fight and defend himself and then it's like he's already thinking about like the evolution of the game he's getting guys that actually have skill except for he did pick bufflin and bufflin fucking <laughs> was a big boy but then the, he mentions that like he got on the ice and and Bufflin just like just did some shit and everybody's like oh fuck he can play he was talking about how they goes one of the rookie scrimmages they're watching it and there's the puck goes in the corner and buff just takes to the corner and before he gets there he looks over his shoulder to kind of see what's going on and that's right there he goes that's a player right there he knows that he needs to be he knows what's going to happen and he's looking at you know, the next step before yeah. he's even there kind of thing. And like and then, that, he's like, that's why he's a player. That's why he's the guy. Yeah, he mentions, like, after that, he curls out of the corner and snaps a pass, like, cross ice across the blue, like, tape to tape. And they're like, oh, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> this guy can do it. Yeah. Tanner, I'm held up. What was – who were the three 2010 All-Stars? Oh, I don't know. It didn't mention. It just said that Carolina did it in, in 2010 as well. Oh, let me see if I can find them. Um – but, I don't even know who they drafted in 2010. I'm trying to think. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't but, like. I don't know if if they're all on the team still. You know, like if they drafted three all stars, but then I don't know if they all played for Carolina because I don't remember Carolina having three all stars in a. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. In like a certain row, I don't. I don't um, Jeff Skinner, Eric Stahl, Cam Ward. Was all 2010? Where they were not drafted. No. Yeah, because no, they, Cam they Ward were, was a rookie. Oh, well, they were all – that was the All-Stars there in 2011. No, no, no. It's like they were all drafted the same year. And um, hey, I'll look it up. I'm looking. <laughs> so, Justin Ball, Jeff Skinner were the first two rounds. I'm looking to see for the third one. Um, well, I mean, Jeff Skinner, was he in, uh, let's see, 2010, 2010, 2010, Jeff Skinner, Justin Falk, and Frederick Anderson. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, that's what it is. So they drafted three all-stars in one draft year. 
I'm assuming, yeah, because I'm I'm pretty sure Justin Falk's been doing an All Star game. I'm pretty sure Jeff Skinner's yeah. been to one too. Justin Falk's been in three in a row between 2015 and 2017. Who else yeah. was Carolina going to put in then? Yeah, that's true. 2012, they had nothing. They have a pretty <laughs> large selection of All Stars right now, though. Like, wow. Who would you? Oh God, who would you put in if you were Carolina? I would put Sveshnikov. fucking Sveshnikov. Aho. Aho. Sveshnikov. Aho. <laughs> Sveshnikov or Teravainen. Yeah. yeah, that's filth. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a, so that's a nasty team. Oh my god! And then another cool, like not cool. It was an interesting thing. Um, who was the GM after him? You said uh, Pulford, and then Pulford. Talon. So, yeah, so Pulford took over, and then Talon was assistant GM, and then like he backed back out, and he took, and then had Talon take over completely. So why this article might sound familiar to a lot of you is that the big takeaway what post around everybody was going is that before the 0405 lockouts, uh, Pulfer was in talks with Philly to trade Keith. Was it Pulfer that was in talks with Philly? I thought yeah, it was is Smith. This the guy, no, was it? No, it was after Smith, the guy after Smith. Um, I don't know. Um, and he was going <laughs> to trade, he was going to trade Duncan Keith to Philly for Jeremy Roenick and Tony Amante. Yeah, that's, I don't know. As much as, terrible. as much as I would have loved to see Amante in a hot jersey again, God, I'm so glad that didn't happen. The reason it didn't happen was the lockout happened. All trades were frozen. Keith went on to play in the AHL that year against the top prospects because you weren't playing AHL. So they were playing the A. And fucking tore it up. Oh, that's that's right. So he, he Pulford almost traded Keith because he fucking hated Keith as a draft pick. That's why. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, imagine how much like our history in the last ten years would have changed with this team. Like, can you imagine twenty ten with Keith and Pronger on this like as your <laughs> like top two defensemen in Philly? Yeah. Jesus. Do you think they, I don't know. Do they do they win the fucking lottery at that point? Maybe they have Patrick Kane as well. Like, are you I'm fucking kidding you, me? Like, true. can you, you make imagine changes with that? that? You you take a, a Ronick and Amante, who were still kind of. I mean, their careers were falling at that point, but they're still they're both 34 years old. Yeah, they're both NHL players. So, do they pull a couple more wins out? They lose the they get out of a lottery or a good lottery spot. Lose yeah, out Kane. Lose out Taves. Taves. Yeah. Like, all because this guy didn't like Duncan Keith because he was too small. Yeah, he also hated all the Euro players. So as soon as uh, Smith was fired, they got rid of Jamnoff. Yeah. <laughs> they fucking got rid of Karpatsev. It was just yeah, was nasty. Yeah, it was just hilarious. Ugh, I don't understand. It was, I'm just so glad that, like, they didn't end up actually pulling the trigger on that trade because that would have been so dumb. Yeah. So. I think, like, I think we all were kind of talking about this in the group text. I don't know if you said the same thing too, Noli. Um, it was kind of like a surprise to us that Talon actually wasn't the mastermind between those, those first picks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that blew my mind. Like, and he was saying, Mike Smith was saying in the article that, he claims Talon's always taking credit for that, all that. He's like, Talon wasn't even the organization. He was an announcer one draft year. Yeah, yeah the 2003 draft year, he wasn't <laughs> yeah. actually, he wasn't and actually Laz, part of it. Lazarus, Tets, Talon, Talon's like, 
I never take credit for those. Yeah, no, it's everybody else gives talent credit for it. Yeah. And, and he's just like, I don't, that's not, that wasn't me. And so then I think Mike Smith also felt like talent's been taking credit for it. And he's just like, no, I didn't, no, I didn't do that. <laughs> I mean, when you look at the 2010 team, talented, put pretty much that whole thing together, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, making the, did he, is he the one that signed the Keith? He signed Campbell, tag? he signed Hosa and Kapetsky. I mean, he drafted yeah, Kate Kane. Like, he gave Keith his contract, though, too, I'm assuming, right. which is, yeah. which was an insane deal. It's less than six mil for over, like, 13 years. Like, Stupid. Jesus. <laughs> which is illegal now. <laughs> yeah, right. Illegal. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, I mean, it's still, like, he wouldn't have had those players on his team if Smith didn't draft Seabrook, Keith, Bufflin, Crawford. Like, that's crazy. What do you think, Nolan? Do you think, like, it's it's at this point now that it's kind of like a new regime in the Hawks that Smith should get some sort of recognition? Bring him back. For that? <laughs> bring him back. He's a farmer now. Just bring him back. <laughs> That's hilarious. I don't know. He doesn't know. want to come back, actually. I don't know. I mean, yeah, okay. He drafted, like, what, 17 years ago he was good at drafting? Who knows what he would do now with all the analytics? Like, you don't know. But also, he's been away from the game for how long? So. Oh, no, I'm not talking about, like, bringing back to work. I mean, like, oh, no. acknowledgement, like. Yeah. Like, was, like, 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 the, like, the, like the one last shift. Like the last shift kind of thing. Well, they get talent. I, I mean, you don't fucking – you didn't give a ring to Cam Barker. The guy was on the fucking team for how many years? Like, you don't That's give fair. guys – you don't give those guys rings. They were still a part of it. Yeah, fair. So. Cam Barker gave us Nick Letty, so. <laughs> yeah, which gave us a ring. So, I mean, technically, Cam <laughs> Barker gave us a ring. True. Oh, yeah. I, I, I just – it was a really well-researched and written article that I really enjoyed reading and finding out about because I was just like, oh, this is all news to me. <laughs> fucking cool Dale Town's not this like beautiful mind like Matt Damon and Goodwill Hunting like doing all these moves on the board like I mean later on yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so definitely check that out if you're like I said if you're not on the athletic get it it's cheap I think they might even still be doing some sort of like free thing because of the corona pandemic and all that don't quote me on that I don't know regardless it's cheap they're always going to yeah, check it out. <laughs> um, any other any other hot stock you guys uh, that you guys can think of? I don't think there's anything going on, you know? No. Nope. All right. Well, NHL's slowly starting to get some news. Um, yeah. First thing that happened this week, uh, the AHL officially canceled the remainder of their season and the Calder Cup playoffs. So did the KHL. Yeah, KHL did earlier, yeah. Once, once two teams said, "Yeah, we're not, we're not playing. We're done. Yeah. We quit." Like, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that sucks. It's so, so I mean, there's no way that the AHL could play. Like, if hockey was back, AHL relies on people showing up to their games. Yeah, that's really like how they get their money. Do they? I mean, they don't have like. They don't have like crazy like deals with they don't TV. Have TV deals. Like... No, I know, but I'm saying like not all of them do. I don't know Rockford fucking. They, yeah, there's they a lot of them that, that are like in the like like OKC like Edmonton's like they got loyal fans. There's no other fucking team out there. Yeah, yeah. So 
wild they have the iowa wild i'm sure they have a packed barn too and rockford but like the wolves no they don't yeah packed. unless you like live out by like all-state arena and like have season right. tickets so like it's yeah they said it was definitely they yeah <laughs> there was just no way that they were gonna ever make money and then still pay their guys so it was just like meh let's call it um Great life that got canceled too. <laughs> talking about things that got canceled. <laughs> yeah. Um. So talking to a friend of the show, uh, Rossi, who is in good, good conversation, good friends with uh, Lindsay uh, from the Chicago PR guy from the Chicago Wolves that we had on the show as well. They are saying that there is some possible concerns about even starting up next year as well. Um, yeah, that's crazy to me. There's like under eighty. AHL contracts like contracts have signed just to the AHL right now and a lot of guys that would potentially sign like AHL deals are heading overseas because it looks like hockey's gonna be played over there yeah just um, the uncertainty that's going on in the United States with all the pro sports and then you get like a lot more lax rules with like governments overseas and they're like yeah go fucking play hockey man <laughs> oh that's true um sorry um, so there's that, and then that called for a lot of a lot of people were calling for like, okay, so that means NHL is going to be next. NHL's got to call it kind of thing. Which, first off, no, they don't go hand in hand. <laughs> like, but um, so Gary Batman was part of a like a virtual town hall that was hosted by the Sharks on Tuesday, I believe, um, and he basically said that I believe that if the right time comes in the right circumstance based on all the options that we are considering and our ability to execute them, uh, we will get the season done. Um, he goes, canceling the season is, is just too easy of a solution. That means you stop working hard to do all the things that we're doing. And I ultimately believe that there will be an opportunity. I like that though. <laughs> I like, I like that. Like with the way he puts it, it's like, yeah, like, it could be just done and we could just say like, okay, this one's over. Or like, you can actually like work towards like trying to get it going because you know, there's a lot of people out there that would love to have it back. Like at what point though, like how long do you drag out potentially finishing the season? Like, is it going to end up like, okay. I don't think he's talking about like finishing like the regular season. No, but I mean like awarding the cup, like at what point do you say it's not realistic? I mean, until you get into, like, September, then it's like, okay, well, we got to focus on when next season's going to start. Like, once you start getting closer to the next season actually starting and, yeah. like, you can't push back next season any further than what they said December that, like, they could push it back to or something. Like, they, they, gotta, they have to somehow plan out, like, an off season, And, like, there needs well, to be, like, of, there needs to be free agent signing day and, like, you know, like where teams like the contracts are just up. You know, like at some point you gotta yeah. call it. You can't just a be like, of, "Oh, we're, gonna, we're still checking." A lot of GMs have been telling their players, like, you know, take this time to relax because this might be your off season. Oh Jesus, that's kind of yeah. fucked. Yeah. Like I don't know. This might be a stupid question, but like all NHL contracts expire end of June, right? July yeah. one. July first. So what? No, nah, it's it's ended. It's ended June. It's like so, but, okay. So it's like they, the a week draft day, yeah. like draft day or something. So, it like is am I taking like looking too much into it? Like how does that affect? I'm sure it would. I'm sure. Well, I'm sure it would be like uh, 
an extension type thing? I don't think yeah. it's a date. I think it's just completion. Like a season. It's a season, you know? Like if well, the I mean, season's still going, date on your contract. Sure, yeah, I'm sure it's like just because of the rules of the NHL, like obviously like if your contract's up and like they start the season again in like September and they just do like a round robin type thing for a playoff. Like you're not going to be able to go sign a guy that was a free agent. Like say yeah. there was a guy in the Leafs that oh, yeah. became a free agent and like, you know, or, Carolina picks him up. Like, you or like Aaron or like Taylor Hall just all of a sudden like joins like the <laughs> right. Capitals for like a fucking playoff run. Right. For like $50,000. Like, yeah. no, that's not going to happen. Like the NHL will not let that happen. That'd be hilarious. Also, if you get that would signed, be absolutely hilarious. <laughs> if you get signed now, like they wouldn't be able to play in the playoffs anyways, because they had to be, on the team before the right season. yeah 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 no i was just saying in general too like i don't know if there's like some like legal thing there by like i'm sure it's like contract ends else. here well like, i'm sure it's like anything else where it's like this is unforeseen circumstances so yeah. it would just get extended out anyway well you kind of brought it up Noli, like how it sounds like they're not looking towards finishing the regular season but jumping right to the playoffs um the 2014 playoff situation is kind of getting steam um, 23 and an extra team there. Uh, <laughs> uh, the 24th team. <laughs> Are they? No. No, they're the 23rd. Are they? Yeah, they're 23. No shit. I think, I think the Coyotes would be 24. Uh, I thought it was Montreal. Maybe. So basically, it would be the t- uh, 24 teams. Um, whenever they decide to do the season, there would be a two-week like mini training camp for the 24 teams to get back in shape and get going. Um, the first couple rounds, what is it like best of three? Oh, then, I don't, I didn't get to see too much well, detail it about like, it. What I saw was like the top, like eight teams in each conference are just in. And then like the next couple teams out, it would be like a three game round Robin to see who would be the next two to make it in or something. I don't even know. Like, I don't remember. It's just it was really confusing when I was reading it. I'm not good at reading anyway. It's <laughs> <laughs> like what are you talking about? It's I mean I haven't looked into it just because like there are all these like different kind of playoff like proposed playoff formats that they've been doing. So I'm like, all right, I'll just wait until they figure out what they're gonna be doing. But I mean, twenty four teams, like an extended kind of playoffs, so that'd be fucking cool, especially if you're not gonna be able to finish the regular season. But then at that point, when do you – how do you do the draft lottery? Do you still stick it to, like, the teams that are out of the playoffs then? Well, right. they want – they want to do the, – the new update is that the rumor is mid-June draft. So the draft's going to happen before this is even – Yeah, played. but, like, if that's, like – if you're if you're proposing 2014 playoffs, it's like, all right, cool. So let's say they're going with that idea. Then yeah. you can just do the lottery for the, for seven, the seven teams that are out. And then that would make sense. If they stuck with their, like, normal lottery, like, even though you're in the playoffs, but you still have a lottery pick, and that team ends up winning the cup, and then they end up, like, winning the lottery. I don't don't think they would let that No, that's not going to happen because what they said, like, they already kind of broke it down. If they do, like, the June, like, like, the lockout style um, when the Penguins got Crosby. So it's pretty set. Like, the order is pretty much set as what it looks like. Like Detroit's gonna have first, like Ottawa's Ottawa. gonna be second and third. Yeah, but <laughs> Ottawa's gonna be. It's so oh great. shit! No, I the Hawks. It. The Hawks would be twenty-four. Oh really? Nailed it. No, no, never mind. They're they're the last team in the West, but they would 
Montreal would be the last team. So I was right. <laughs> yeah, Tanner's right. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> so, but there was also talks that it would it wouldn't be the the top twelve in each conference. It might be the top six of each division. Oh, so like we would be out. Yeah. Okay. Well, give me a lottery then. Give me a lottery spot. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> draft pick then. I don't like that. It should be just twelve in the top conference. Yeah. Well, like why? Why should Anaheim get rewarded for fucking being? That's what I'm saying everybody. There was no way Anaheim was going to make the playoffs. The Hawks had somewhat of a shot. Yeah. Anaheim, Anaheim Hawks weren't going to do it, but like they had a shot. Anaheim and Buffalo would be end up being in the playoffs for that situation instead of the Blackhawks and who? Like Montreal or is it somebody Blackhawks else? Blackhawks and the Rangers. And the Rangers would be out. Yeah. The Rangers Fuck that. Are you kidding out of a me? Playoff spot right now, and Buffalo has sixty-eight points. That would be fucking terrible. Rangers, Rangers would have be... eleven more points than the the Sabers right now. That's yeah. insane. That would well, be I mean, like so well, dumb. That's the other thing too. Like we have more points than Anaheim, and Rangers have more points than Buffalo. So what's it the fucking be... point of like giving them playoff spots for being shit? That'd right. be like fucking basketball where they like have all these like under 500 teams making the fucking playoffs. You fucking know what? You get Rangers out of the playoffs. You get us out of the playoffs. Throw us in the lottery. We'll take one and two. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care if we get one or, or like if they, if the Rangers got one, that'd be amazing. Lafreniere and Panarin on the, like just on your left wing. <laughs> But no. then everybody's going to say it's all collusion that the NHL just helps the Rangers and the Blackhawks out, like everybody always says. Yeah, they helped us out a lot by not giving us a playoff spot. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> but you got first overall. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo got Biden swept. Playoffs, but now you're going to make it the next six years. Buffalo and Anaheim both get swept. <laughs> you have a combined 40 goals against. Like, That's the thing. Like, for us, it's it'd be awesome if, like, they did this and like the Hawks made it in and like made a run or like Montreal, like one of those teams. But if you're like a lightning or like a Bruins fan, like you're pissed. Like you, I mean, essentially, yeah, you should be able to beat those teams, but in the playoffs, anything can fucking happen. Everybody knows that, especially if it's just a three round fucking series. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. All you have to do is win two games. Fuck. That'd be great. Does Can you imagine if Boston ended up playing Montreal and Montreal like just took them out in two games? Oh my god, that'd be amazing. Could you imagine? That'd be fucking nuts. Harry could, could fucking easily do that. They yeah, couldn't Harry be Price Price could easily do that. take out the 100% Bruins. He could do that. <laughs> oh yeah, they, they, they Bruins can't even beat Detroit. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, Mon- yeah, Montreal. Neither can Montreal. It's yeah, the battle of the fucking Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. I would honestly like. I think that would be such an exciting playoffs. Because I mean, you know, injuries can happen, but it's it's the fact that it's playoffs, and NHL playoffs have always been the only ones that have been like, oh yeah, they were like last place, but yeah, they fucking won it. <laughs> like, like it's anything can happen, and here, that's the best part. Here's my question: Does is that kind of like a two part or three parter here? Does this Stanley Cup mean less if it gets awarded this year? Regardless, without knowing how they're doing it, no matter what, is this Stanley Cup tainted at all? I mean, 2013 wasn't. Yeah, I, the the only reason I can see like it being like, oh, that was the year that this happened, is because like everybody's going to be going into playoffs basically fully rested. So then, here's another question: Is if it's is it tainted of some one of those bottom eight teams somehow win it? 
So like, I think the, it's kind of oh, cool because it's just gonna be like a it's just gonna be like a fun fact. Of yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. The only time the uh, team has won the cup without being in the top sixteen is in the 2019-2020 season when the coronavirus pushed the pe- the season back and made the playoffs a fucking weird. Hey, also, hey, Boston, like top guys, you're gonna be good that good all year, and you're gonna lose to a team that shouldn't have technically even been in the playoffs. Hey, Tampa. Tampa. that's all you have to say it's just be better yeah be better it's tainted they shouldn't have been in the playoffs okay well you fucking won the president's trophy and you couldn't fucking beat them like yeah you should have won (laughs) what are you mad about you should have won you had an easier route to the stanley cup you literally just didn't show up yeah it's the blackhawks in a playoff situation big time games give it to me god i You you get that caner that playoff caner? Oh, God. Crawford, too. Crawford was looking good at the end of the year. He could steal a lot of games. Hey, Nylander was looking good, too. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> he was so good at the end that they canceled or they paused the whole season because yeah. it was just not fair. Seabrook, Seabrook just comes up. back. <laughs> and Dehan. Yeah. I don't think Seeds comes was, back. <laughs> that would be, be crazy, though. He, like, fucking puts all the pads on, and he's like, put me in coach. <laughs> and Carlton's just what? like seeps. You you don't have hips or knees. And he's just like I don't care. <laughs> I want well, like behind, behind the scenes and like they're like all getting ready and he's just <laughs> like you see Seabrook like in half of his gear he still has like two slings on but he's like got his chest protector on. I'm just saying like crutches. It's like Dark Knight Rises when Christian Bale puts on the the thing to help like build his knee back up and it like tightens up so he can his ligaments able to walk again. Yeah. Like that's just gonna be oh, seeds all over. <laughs> I was just, I was just gonna point out. It's probably like Adam Banks in Mighty Ducks, and he just holds the stick out, and he just fucking turns it, and he's, just, and he's like, he can play, he can play. The pain was gone. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be so fucking god, funny. They'd be like, Seabrook, s- it's not your fucking wrist, yeah. it's your legs. <laughs> he's just like, I could turn the stick. It's cool. Like, they did it. Like Adam Banks did it. <laughs> they let him play. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Those are such bad movies. Oh my God! <laughs> the best. Oh, I love it. But yeah, um, fucking feed me some playoffs. I don't care. Hopefully, so. But hopefully, next in the next week or so, we should have a clearer picture because they're gonna have to make a call on on the draft. And I think that's once the draft is made, they're gonna kind of things are gonna fall in place because I can't, I can't see them making one decision without having the other figured out. Yeah. I really, I just wanted to. I, just I wanted, definitely can. I have so much time. I have so much time to watch every playoff game, and I just want it to happen. <laughs> what were you saying, Nolan? I could see them just doing the draft, not giving a fuck because they just—that's what they usually do. They just do things. That's <laughs> true. Well, the fans would like. I don't give a shit what they want. <laughs> yeah, I just want. So. I just want. I just. I'm tired. Like I just want an answer. Like I'm just. I know that's like such a, like a bullshit thing to say, but it's like. The worst part about is there going to be hockey is there not going to be hockey is the fact that there's no, like, real major updates. Everything that's coming out, it's, like, hearsay and, like, oh, allegedly this and allegedly that. And, like, that's the most frustrating thing about it. I just – hopefully they they come out with a little bit more of a clear picture about what they want to do or what they're thinking about doing. And – like a, a timeline, like I said before, a timeline yeah. would be great. If we're allowed to play at this point, like this is how we'll proceed. If we're allowed to play at a later date, this is how we'll proceed then. Like a, like a plan of like, I mean, we just released phases on how we're going to reopen Chicago recently. It's like, well, let's fucking get some phases going for the NHL. Like, yeah. 
phase one, bring it back. <laughs> so, I don't know. Well, we'll just have to I guess continue to wait and see. Um, I think with all that being said, we should uh, wrap it up, toss it over to Steve. Yeah, kick it to the interview. Yeah, he's a big Hawks guy too. You don't know if you guys know that. Loves the um, team. Yeah, so um, yeah, so we will wrap up with the interview. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, thanks for tuning in for a hundred episodes. Uh, really oh, yeah, what's cool. it called? The, cent- <laughs> the Centennial. Oh, okay. We're we called the Centennial. Um, the Centennial Dangle. Yeah, the Centennial Dangle. Um, yeah. So as always, give us a subscribe on i iTunes or no Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. I fairly finally figured out how to find our rankings. So start giving us ratings so we go up in the rankings. Cool. Uh, follow us on Instagram. We've been having some fun on there. I think it's been getting a little bit better, a little bit more interaction on there too. Um, yeah. And as always, you know, enjoy. And uh, we'll, we'll see you on the next one. Yeah, I love you, boys. All right, so today we are joined by a very special guest. He is the man behind the least fan reaction videos on YouTube. He is the host of the Steve Dangle podcast, and he is the author of This Team Has Ruined My Life, but I love them. Please welcome to the show, Steve Dangle. Hi. <laughs> hey, great. <laughs> as great as he can be. Yeah. Right? I'm feeling uh, – <laughs> I'm all right. It's a weird time. I'm – not talking about any new hockey games which is a bummer when you talk about hockey for a living but i'm also probably busier than i was when there were games so it's a weird time but i'm happy and my dogs are well walked (laughs) so um what uh what made you fall in love with the leafs uh we tried to trace that when i wrote the book sorry i got chocolate chip cookie all over my face (laughs) um we tried to retrace that uh, when I wrote the book um, and really all I remember is, you know, one day I asked my dad, I go, who's our team? And he goes, the Leafs. <laughs> and that was basically it. I grew up in uh, Scarborough, Ontario. Uh, I can't remember where you guys are from. I think Chicago or. Yeah. Chicago, um, yeah, like Chicago area. area. Chicago. So, yeah. so uh, Scarborough wasn't part of Toronto yet. In 1999, it amalgamated with a, a bunch of other places, and they made a, a super city, which is what they called it. Um, so even though we weren't technically from Toronto, we were from right beside Toronto. So that was our team. But I remember the Leafs run in 93. I had just turned five. And uh, I remember being conflicted because, to me, the Leafs were the best team in the world but I knew they were going up against Wayne Gretzky, who was the best player in the world. And so I thought, well, how's that going to work? My five-year-old brain was malfunctioning, but that's like <laughs> one of the first hockey memories I have, which means I've loved hockey and the Leafs since before I can remember. Well, I was just saying, so you learned at a young age what it was going to be like to be a, uh, a Leafs fan. Uh, pretty much the first game I ever went to <laughs> was uh february 5th 1994 it was don cherry's 60th birthday and my future wife i didn't know at the time obviously it was only six um it was her sixth birthday and the leafs lost so uh that that was a pretty good jumping off point for my leaf fandom they lost 4-3 uh to the detroit red wings leafs were down 3-1 they made an almighty comeback and then gave up a shorthanded goal to sergey fedorov of course sergey what a killer. I know. He was unreal. Um, he was so, so good. Growing up a Leafs fan, did you 
you know that you always wanted to get into like sports media or is that something that just kind of evolved as you like grew up watching the leaves that evolved um man i didn't know what i wanted to be when i grew up i was always i was always very <laughs> a talkative child and yappy um i thought i wanted to do something in news uh i was one of those i would not be friends with early high school me um i thought i was really smart and like in in tune with the world man and like world events so i wanted to be a a newsman but like really i didn't know anything about anything so i honestly thought i'd like be like a news anchor or something like that and like i don't know knowing what you know about my youtube channel like can you friggin' imagine you know, me talking about like <laughs> gas prices or something like that. And just in a calm manner, no, I how, gotta... how intense it could be. Oh yeah. 90 cents. <laughs> what? Like I just got it. Well, that's sorry. That's per liter. I got to translate. I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, I, uh, oh, I, I wanted to do sports media, but like I never played hockey growing up. So I didn't think, that was realistic and like i didn't pursue it in school really i i got into radio and television arts which was the program at ryerson university uh that i took but uh never with the plan of getting into sports it wasn't until i started my youtube channel in my second year of university that i was like oh okay you know maybe who knows maybe um and even even then like talking about hockey and just talking about hockey wasn't my full-time gig until 2015. And I started my YouTube channel in 2007. So it took like eight years. What, uh, so what really like drove you to like get that YouTube channel started? I mean, obviously it was a great idea and a great investment of your time, but like, what was kind of like the process of wanting to do that? Thank you. (laughs) Um, it was, uh, (laughs) Uh, it was sort of it was sort of a self-appointed internship so I was amazed I got into the program that I did my marks weren't fantastic I had like a 82 average which was like two percent above the minimum average needed to get into the program and I didn't have a very robust um, portfolio of anything I could show I like I did the morning announcements I wrote for the school paper um and it was garbage it was all garbage like going back and reading it i would never even have given me an interview for the program i ended up getting one and i ended up uh getting in but first day of school everyone's had an internship of some sort and i've been a cameraman at this local station or this at this place and they get to me and i'm like i read them i i did the morning announcements and like there's there's older students in there who are like 25 and they're sitting next to a literal child basically <laughs> and, and, and it was embarrassing so second year of university i uh uh the front page of one of the toronto papers tabloids i should say uh leafs lost the first game of the season and they said leafs better luck next year and that pissed me off so i made a 16 second video basically saying screw that Jesus. newspaper and then they uh, won their second game, I think. And I made another like 45 second video and no one is seeing this. No one. Um, like I'm putting the link in my MSN status, like showing my friends for them to laugh <laughs> at. And then I made the, a video for the third game of the season drunk. 
And uh, I, in that moment, decided I'm going to make a video after every game, uh, like just to sort of see if I can do it. And I'll learn some things along the way. And I'm probably going to suck, but that's fine. That's how I'll learn. And uh, I missed maybe two or three games that season. And I think I've missed six or seven games over 13 years now. Jesus. Uh, so, I mean, you <laughs> haven't missed impressive. that many games. No. Uh, <laughs> but I think, I think the big question is, are you going to release a Just Hat Guy video? <laughs> oh, God. I really don't want to. <laughs> Maybe I'll do it just because, uh, just because it's quarantine. But yeah, people keep asking for the hat guy only video. And I'm like, man, people have been on the fritz about hat guy since I introduced him over a decade ago. Like, I, I don't know. I just give him his own video. It's not going to be very long. I was going to say, at what point during the LFRs did you realize that you had something special where you were like creating pretty much a, a nice following and and you felt like this is something I can keep doing and it'll be, it'll be a really good thing. Yeah, this is the trap, right? So YouTube is the thing now and it's what kids want to be. They want to be Twitch streamers and they want to be YouTubers. If, if you go into any elementary school, it's not I want to be Brad Pitt or Leonardo DiCaprio or I want to be this movie star anymore. It's none of that. Um, you know, maybe you want to be in the, you know, 46th Avengers. But... Um, <laughs> I made it in my head a million times. Um, so I got on like the YouTube Canada uh, featured page, which was a thing back then sort of before trending. And I was like, Oh, I made it. And I had like, I gained like 250 subscribers, which brought me to like 255. And, you know, I was like, Oh, I'm going to forget all my friends. I'm going to forget everybody. I'm famous now. Um, <laughs> it didn't really work like that. And then Nike contacted me and I went to the 2010 Olympics a couple of years in and I go, Oh, I made it. And I got an internship at Leafs TV. It was a, the Leafs TV uh, network. Oh, I made it. And then I got, you know, let go from Nike and I got let go from Leafs TV. And then I started to work at CBC, the uh, Canadian broadcast corporation. And I'm like, Oh, I made it. And then I got laid off from there. And uh, you know, it's made it is relative it's it's relative to your expectations so i made it over and over again by achieving my goals and then uh what they don't tell you about making it is you can lose made it um and i lost made it a bunch of times um so made it is a a trap don't fall into made yeah. it just make good stuff and try to make people happy with the stuff you make um, so yeah, so you also, you know, from the pod or the sh YouTube, you turned to the podcast world. Um, was there any concerns about making that transition to the podcast or were you kind of like set, like, you know what, I got this following on YouTube. Um, you know, I'm confident that it'll translate over and did that make that easier for you to make that transition? Well, I knew, I knew, I knew I had an unfair advantage, right? Like the guys were. Uh, Adam and at the time producer Chris, now it's producer Jesse. Um, they didn't think anyone would listen to the first episode. And I'm like, well, I, I bloody hope they do. Like I got a few thousand, you know, followers on Twitter and YouTube. Like we'll get some. It's whether or not they like it. Right. Yeah. So we upload the first episode. It gets like a thousand listens and they both 
crap themselves and i'm like oh well welcome to the show you know it's fun <laughs> um and you know we struggled with it i i remember thinking like i got like 10 episodes worth of material in me <laughs> like i i don't i don't i couldn't possibly come up with you know if we're doing hour-long episodes each i couldn't come up with 10 hours of hockey things to say and uh it turns out i could and because hockey changes and uh you know uh things change and news comes out and i'm learning more about old stuff and i'm learning how to be better uh with a microphone so i i am surprised it's gotten to the level of success that it has you know uh, at no point did i think uh, michael buble would be saying he watches my stuff which is a silly thing that happened this week um <laughs> But uh, it's been pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Michael, or even when I got too hot to handle, apparently, too. Bryce. Yeah. So <laughs> that was, uh, I mean, Jesse paid for that. He paid for a cameo. For Bryce from Too Hot to Handle basically <laughs> called me a pigeon. Uh, but he's like, oh, yeah, my NHL friends are like Steve Dangle. Who the hell is that? Um, and then people started tagging me in his Instagram. And they're like, yo, he actually has NHL friends. And it turns out he's friends with Brendan Lemieux with the Rangers from the oh, Jets. <laughs> so, uh, who knows? Maybe oh, he no. Googled me and was like, this guy oh. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, well, I mean, going from, like, podcasts and obviously you had the book come out, how difficult was it, like, writing a book about yourself and just getting all that together? Writing a book is so hard. <laughs> um, my agent has reached out a couple times to get me to write another one and i just like oh like it's, it's just man it it was hard it was really hard if i write another book it won't be as long as this one i mean obviously it, uh, people have been asking for this team is ruining my life too and i'm like man let me live life like i the first one is about like the first 29 30 years of my life i'm 32 now what do you think is going to be in the book? <laughs> From 30 to 32, I have, not, year I, have not, I have not lived a book's yeah. worth of life in two years. Like, chill. Um, but uh, no, that was, that was really difficult. But um, it, it was, it was a, a neat little uh, exercise that uh, you can all do and you don't need to go to as much work. Um, as I did, you don't got to write the whole 300 plus page book, but it was a really neat exercise in putting your life in chronological order, uh, putting every, putting all the events that are significant to you and sort of piecing them together. And, um, you know, I gained, I, I, I love my parents and respect them, but I, I gained even more respect for them uh, over the course of writing it and just everything they, they went through uh, with me and my sister growing up. And uh, I realized how often as a younger person, I thought I was right and people were being unfair to me and how often those people were correct and I was wrong and stupid. So it was, and also just that I've lived a fun little life, you know? So it's, it, you know, if you try that little exercise of putting your life down on paper in chronological order, you know, maybe take an hour over a few nights. Uh, it's kind of fun. Yeah, let's say let's say they start making a movie after the book. Uh, who's gonna Who's gonna play you in the movie? 
Well, according to Twitter, every white actor with brown hair. So um, it could be, I don't know. Uh, Bradley Cooper was the most complimentary one I got. I've also gotten Russell Crowe and Mel Gibson. I hope not. Um, hopefully with fewer, fewer arrests. And uh, How about Charlie uh, Kelly? Who's going to play me? Oh, well, the one... Well, yeah, Charlie Day. Like we're not, we're not the Charlie same Day. body type. <laughs> but like, but like, if if uh, I think if they maybe get Charlie Day to voice over Seth Rogen <laughs> as a body double, <laughs> we got it. We got it. We got the movie. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, have you been able to kind of like, you know, just take a step back? You mentioned, I mean, you're only 32. Have you been able to like take a step back and really appreciate everything that you've already accomplished and all the experiences that you've kind of, you've had at this point at such an early age in your life? No. no. <laughs> um, there we go. It's yeah, simple. no, like uh, it's, uh, it's like I said, you don't want to get caught up in the trap of, of I made it. Um, you know, you don't want to get complacent because that's not how you make good stuff. And that's not how you continue to make it. And also, uh, you know, it's a little, when you do this and for as long as I have, it's, I find it's best not to think about it too hard because if you start thinking about, you know, I got like 150,000 Twitter followers. If you start thinking about it too hard, you'll never tweet again, which is probably for the best. But like, if you try to picture 150,000 people, I would never get up on stage and talk in front of 150,000 people. That's psychotic. Oh, like yeah. wh what? <laughs> and like I, my videos um, before the season ended, were getting 40 to 50,000 views a game. What? Like I would, <laughs> I would crap my pants and like live, live TV. I've had to do a few times. Um, if I don't think about it at all, it goes a lot easier. If I think about it, my heart beats out of my chest. So um, I, I, I've paid enough attention to it to know that I'm blessed. And I've well, had a very real, good time. Quick question then. The, let's say the Leafs win the cup. They do a parade. They want you on stage as well to just like announce the players or something like that. You think you'll be able to do it? Oh, buddy. Okay, first of all, I'm going to be – depending on the time of the morning – I'm going to be at least three or four deep. <laughs> it's not going to, I'm going to, I'll be Bruce Buffer. I press mute. Zach Hyman! <laughs> I'm going to pick Zach Hyman up and I'm going to hug it. I'm, I'm going to pick Freddie Goche up. I'm going to only pick up the heaviest players. I'm going to throw my back out, but I'm not going to feel it till the next day. It's, oh, uh, yes, I would do that. Would, would you I accidentally would call out James Reimer? Yes, but on purpose. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I, this might be the last question, but I feel like I had to get it in. So we all know it's kind of Marc-Andre Fleury's fault that Babcock got fired. So do you think it's um, the Leafs losing to a 40-year-old Zamboni driver who works for them on why the NHL is shut down right now? 42. 42. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I gotta get it right. Two-year-old Zamboni driver who works for them, which a lot of people were quick to point out, actually, he doesn't work for the Leafs. He works for their minor league affiliate. And I'm like, that's worse! <laughs> <laughs> 
what are you talking about? And uh, the, the, it was either the night it happened or the day after it happened. I, the video I did of going friggin' bananas is going viral. And I guess my cousin saw it. Someone sent him. I, I know a video is going viral when people start sending the videos to my family members. <laughs> Uh, which I think happened. And my cousin had to inform me that he actually plays Friday night beer league hockey with David Ayers, the 42 year old Zamboni driver, <laughs> because my cousin is nearly 42 years old. Um, so that was fun. That was a great, great moment. Um, I, uh, man, the season ending or Pause. Who knows? It might, yeah, it might be resuming very soon with just the Coyotes, according to the news. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the oh NHL collusion. It's, uh, yeah, it's something. It's very confusing. But, um, man, that was so surreal. Um, I was at Sportsnet uh, shooting a video. Um, when we started shooting the video, the news dropped about Rudy Gobert. Um, by the time we had finished shooting the video, they had canceled – the utah jazz game that night by the time i got home they had canceled the nba season and the next day they canceled the nhl on my birthday (laughs) (laughs) my wife got me maple leaf cookies and i'm like happy birthday (laughs) hey you know what if there's no season at least the leafs can't lose to the bruins again you're right you're right they could positively also like everything that the blues went through their first few years and how long it took them to win the cup give them some extra time with it (laughs) some extra as a as a toronto fan i can they don't they don't deserve it (laughs) no no that's as a toronto fan it's actually great because i think i think the yankees screwed it up but the blue jays for a while were the last team to defend a championship twice um because they won the world series they won it again and then the season got canceled in 94 so the blue jays were still reigning world champions (laughs) (laughs) and they well you know nothing nothing quite has gone right since but (laughs) that's a tough sell for uh chicago fans over here so um but you know what so i gotta throw this one out to you real quick and then we'll we'll, uh, we'll end it so on the podcast you and Adam love to talk about how, you know, the NHL loves helping out Chicago. Oh. And there seems to be some, uh, a little, I don't, I won't say hatred, you know, towards Chicago. Um, come on. It's you, Chelsea. You got, you got to love Chicago, right? Uh, you got to love. You don't know. You don't have to love it. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, I mean, it's like cheering for Goliath. Like that, that's no fun. <laughs> This, I mean, Chicago is going through a little bit of what Detroit's going through right now. Where, well, and Chicago wasn't even that bad by the end of the season. But, you know, you do so well for so long that when you finally fall, there is a little bit of ha-ha. But my, my beef with Chicago has nothing to do with that or the fact that every single time they need to retool the team, they just call the Leafs and fleece them. Um, it's more to do with, like – if we're having a conversation about how to make the NHL some money, it starts with putting the Chicago Blackhawks in an outdoor game. And I'm like, you know, there's other teams. There are other teams. Like, but all the NHL is saying year after year after year is no one cares. 
No one cares. Like all the NHL is saying is there a 31 team, seven team league. Like, you know what I mean? Like there are 31 teams who are eligible for the Stanley cup and six or seven teams eligible of anyone caring about. And congrats. Chicago's one of them. And that's great. That's I, the, who are the biggest teams in the NHL? There's the Chicago Blackhawks. It's the original six, basically. There's the Leafs. There's the mm-hmm. not Leafs. People, like, in terms of fan bases, people love the <laughs> Chicago Blackhawks. They love the Leafs yep. and hate the Leafs. Yeah. Uh, there, there could also <laughs> be the not Blackhawks. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, yeah. The Penguins. The Penguins and, no, but not, like, Crosby. Yeah. Crosby the is anti, a team. Anti-Marshans, I think, is a the good Anti-Marshans and, like, the Sabres. Like, like that's the <laughs> NHL. We just named the NHL. Is it just <laughs> Buffalo? Buffalo just loves everybody, but, like... Except for their own oh, They'll watch every game if they could. They're, like, number one in, like, viewership, like, all the time, even though there's, like, nobody that lives there. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> They're, everything, everything about them has sucked for so long. They finally get some snazzy jerseys. They suck. Like, they, I just... The wrong names on the back. Oh! The, oh! That is... How do you mess that up? How do you mess that up? Anyone who's ever organized, like, a bachelor party has not made that mistake. And the Buffalo Sabres made that mistake. Like, legends for their team. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, well, fantastic. to be fair, I think all Chicago fans are sick of Hawks outdoor games, too, every single year. We were just so happy that it was, we didn't have the Winter Classic again this year. Weren't they, like, one in seven? We're something? not good at They're it. Terrible. We're not good at it. It's okay. <laughs> Patrick Kane doesn't have a single point in any outdoor game. You're joking. He doesn't have I'm a not. single. <laughs> he doesn't have a point in any outdoor game. <laughs> like, what, yeah, what that's we how doing? we feel. <laughs> like, just, what is what is so hard about – a, a Penguins Oilers outdoor game, and put it anywhere. Who cares? Give me put it absolutely Give me anywhere. That. Who cares? I yeah, know it's the game. Oilers, but like it's McDavid. Who, it's McDavid. Like you're trying to sell the game. Stop going for the biggest markets. It's your number four, or like you guys, you're Americans. You can tell me it's probably hockey's probably not even number four. If no, we're trying to four. grow, oh, yeah, okay, four. hockey's yeah. four. Yeah. Golf wow. is up there. Yeah. So, like, still got a ways to go to get on the podium, yeah. even. Yeah. If you're trying to grow the game, who are your two best players? Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid. Get them on national TV playing against each other. Yeah. If it's yeah. artificial anyway, do it. <laughs> do it that way. Yeah. I don't know. That's my well, opinion. Steve, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we really appreciate it. You know, we're all big fans of you. So, um, it's been a real honor talking with you. Um, definitely everybody check out if you're, I mean, you gotta be living under a rock if you don't know who Steve is or what his shows are. So definitely check him out on YouTube, check his podcast out, follow him on Twitter and all that good stuff. Um, Steve, again, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. I got three videos about the Blackhawks winning the cup. So go check those out or (laughs) three, three videos about the Blackhawks getting a five, nothing lead on the Leafs. Uh, and then the Leafs come back to almost win, but they don't. (laughs) those are good those are good ones yeah those are fun Uh, oh and that and yeah let me hear it (laughs) we could keep going for hours we could keep (laughs) two most legendary celebrations were in they were ruined and that was one of them (laughs) because garrett's oh whatever the leafs won that Uh, game
Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, it's it's okay. there. It's all right. Um, anyway, all right, bye. All right, thanks, Steve. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> the Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast.